1: Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. ctmobile.com The biggest story in sports, and let's waste no time doing so as we head out to the waitfor.com hotline. Welcome in our buddy Michael Duarte from NBC LA. Michael, your first reaction when you heard 10 years million for Shohei Ohtani. My goodness.
2: Yeah, my goodness. And, you know, I know we're short on time here with your show. It's like NASCAR. Everybody starts your engines. And and that's kind of how our day started with the Shohei Ohtani news here on the West Coast, Uh, posting on Instagram at 12.05 Pacific time that he was joining the Dodgers, ending this free agency saga that had more twists and turns than a roller coaster ride in it, Uh, taking down some of MLB's best journalists and reporters along the way with it but to answer your question chris i don't know if there's a company that can come help pick up jaws off the floor but my jaw was on the floor when i saw that 700 million number i mean we had been talking okay maybe they're starting into 450 million 10-year range then the reports were be north of half a billion dollars i thought it could trickle up in the round 600 million never in my wildest dreams that I think the final number would come in at $700 million. And according to a source, uh, I reached out to an executive with one of the teams who was the finalist for Otani. They never came close to that that number. So the Dodgers definitely blew all the other teams out of the water. And I know most of this money that we're talking about, a lot of it is deferred money. But if you just looked at the $700 million divided by the 10 years to give you a $70 million annual average value, as they like to say, That number is more than the entire payroll of eight Major League Baseball teams right now and more than the Oakland A's payroll has been over the last decade uh, as far as the $700 number. That's just astonishing kind of numbers.
1: Yeah, it truly is astounding as we're chatting with Michael Duarte, NBCLA. Check out his work on Twitter and Instagram as well. We'll get to the Lakers in just a couple of minutes because they're playing in a pretty big basketball game tonight in about just a half hour from now. But you hear the rumors now too, Michael, that... They could be involved in Yamamoto too. How could they possibly afford it?
2: Well, they definitely could afford it. I mean, this is a team I think that was ranked 15th in total payroll before the Otani signing. So they had room to sign a lot. Obviously, Otani's going to take a chunk. I want to see what the CBT threshold number is for Otani. I'm hearing rumors it could be around 40 to 50 million for this upcoming 2024 season. Anyway, you cut it. That's a lot of money to, to pay for a DH only. Uh, and hopefully Otani goes back to form as a pitcher in 2025 and can really help the Dodgers on both sides of the ball two ways. Um, but but to your point and to your question here, uh, I was told from sources close to Otani back in September before the season ended that, you know, the reason why he didn't want to play with another Japanese player when he came here six years ago was because he didn't want to take – the att- it's, a, it's actually a respect thing. A lot of people thought it was maybe arrogance or ego, but it was a respect to the other Japanese players out there that he didn't want to take away the attention, the limelight. He didn't want all the journalists in the clubhouse to come flock to him, leaving the other Japanese player on the team without anyone around them. And so that was the reason then. I haven't been told that his stance has changed at all. I know Yamamoto kind of put it out there that he would like to play with another Japanese player. So at this point, I still think the Yankees and Mets are the frontrunners to land Yamamoto. I know Yamamoto is a longtime Dodgers fan. He was at a Lakers game I was at here a couple of weeks ago. So I'm sure he'd love to play for the Dodgers. That's just going to be if Otani's willing to change his tune as far as playing with another Japanese player. And my hope would be that world baseball classic uh, at the beginning of last season, last year, in which Yamamoto and Otani played together, in fact, closed that final game against team USA together um, that maybe that changed Otani's stance and maybe he'd be willing to pay, to play with him because the Dodgers definitely need starting pitching help. And Yamamoto the best on the board.
1: So everything I'm hearing and reading is that even though the number astronomical between the deferred payments and then what he's going to bring from an international icon perspective, that a lot of people are saying that as unbelievable as it could sound that this contract might actually pay for itself.
0: Call from mom, answer it. Call silenced.
2: Yeah, and that's and only Artie Marino, the owner of the Angels, who absolutely failed in catastrophic, catastrophic fashion by not being able to get Otani to the postseason by having arguably two of the best players in baseball history in Otani and Trout for the last six years and not even playing in one playoff game. Um, but he knows that number. I was told from sources that, there, that Marino would easily be able to pay Otani six hundred million over ten years bef- before the free agency began because he knows. The value he brings in is bigger than that. So let's start right off the bat. NHK, which is uh, a broadcasting company out in Japan, they're going to be paying big money for the Dodgers' broadcasting rights for the Otani for Otani and to, to record to, to broadcast all these games, these Dodger games now in Japan. That number could be depending on how long of a deal they do. Let's say they do it for the full ten years. That could be over a billion dollars just there to help it pay for itself. Now you're going to have Japanese companies, whether it's a beer company, whether it's a, a fellow broadcast company, whether it's clothing apparel or food, whatever it may be, they're going to want in on the Otani actions. They're going to be wanting to come in and be exclusive partners with the Dodgers. They're going to want their their imaging and logo and company brand all over Dodger Stadium. This is how it's going to pay for it. And then obviously you have the merchandise deals and everything that's going to be flying off the shelves. I already have fans lining up to to get Otani jerseys. I can see on MLB.com's uh, team store website the jerseys are already selling out and backloaded for arrival. So wow. uh, he's going to definitely pay for himself over the, the the duration of this deal.
1: Talking all things Dodgers, we'll get to the Lakers in a second too. As Otani, if you missed it, ten years seven. $100 million. It's, it's never going to get comfortable to say that out loud into a microphone, but we'll be doing it from day on and day on from this point forth after that mega contract. All right, so when you look at it actually on the field, as you mentioned, he's obviously not going to pitch this year. The hope is he comes back as a frontline starter. The Dodgers do have some more holes to fill, but how does he – uh, flesh out this lineup you you can argue the top three is maybe the best ever assembled in baseball with Mookie, Freddie, and now Otani.
2: Yeah and you know there was a lot of people talking about especially yesterday that the Blue Jays were uh, you know a finalist for Otani and maybe he was on a plane I've never seen more people track a private jet uh, in my life to, to only find out it was Robert from Shark Tank on it not Shohei Otani but Um, I think the Blue Jays needed to make a move because obviously Juan Soto going to the Yankees in that trade from the West Coast here in San Diego and Southern California to the Bronx kind of tilted the balance of power a little bit. And we were looking at this lineup in New York of, you know, Aaron Judge, Juan Soto, Giancarlo Stanton. And now the Dodgers here on the West Coast have something to rival that with their own big three, three, as you just mentioned, Mookie Betts, uh, probably starting in the leadoff spot. Shohei Otani, I would assume, slots into two. And then the Dodgers sometimes like to go lefty-righty, so you could see Will Smith maybe bumping up to three and Freddie Freeman batting cleanup, or maybe they're going to keep Freddie Freeman in the two- or three-hole. But wherever they, whatever they do decide to do with the lineup, that is going to be a stacked offensive lineup. Uh, now they just need to get the pitching help like we talked about, whether it's Yamamoto or Blake Snell or Ty Montgomery. I know they've been in talks with Dylan Cease from Chicago. They're interested in Tyler Glasnow from the Tampa Rays, if he becomes available, and obviously Corbin Burns if the Brewers want to make a trade for him in the final year of his deal. So uh, either way, the Dodgers need to get some pitching around it, but this, this might be the greatest offensive lineup we've seen um, from top to bottom when, when Otani's going to be on there. My only question will be if, and when he returns to the mound in 2025, how long can he continue to be a two-way player performing at a high level top five in ERA strikeouts, whip, uh, while also top five in batting average, home runs, slugging percentage, along those numbers, I don't know. We've never really seen it before. I'm not going to put it past him, but i 've been the Dodgers believe, you know, maybe by the tail end of this contract, as he reaches his mid to late 30s, maybe he becomes an offensive player only at that time. That's something I'm going to be interested in seeing, as just as far as how long Otani will be able to remain on the mound.
1: My prediction is Michael, and uh, we'll switch to the NBA coming up here in just a second. Is He's going to be their closer midway through this contract. He's going to pull a John Smoltz and he's going to have an extended career as a pitcher on the back end, a lot less wear and tear, and you could play him multiple nights in a row, and they'll be able to maximize the value that way. But we'll put about a five-year pin in that conversation, and we'll revisit it then. Hopefully we're both still working in the industry at that point. So let's switch to this in-season tournament, Michael, because you've now got to witness it pillar to post because the Lakers have obviously made the finals. First of all, what have just been your overall reactions to the tournament?
2: Yeah, so a couple quick things I'm going to say. The Dodgers' current closer, Evan Phillips, um, he he spoke to me earlier. He said that the players on the Dodgers went crazy in the group chat once he was signed. So it's funny you brought up that maybe he'll close one day because their current closer was, was messaging me back and forth just saying how the entire team in the group chat was going crazy sending gifts earlier today. And now we'll segue to the Lakers because – uh, I was speaking with Darvin Ham here. I'm actually here in Vegas. I'll be here live for the game, this final in-season tournament. Uh, we spoke to Darvin Ham, and somebody asked him what he thought of the Otani deal, and he just shook his head. Seven hundred million, he couldn't believe that number. Here they are, the Lakers playing for five hundred thousand each, players and staff, if they win today, and you have Otani signing for seven hundred million. But what I'll say about this in-season tournament to your question is,
0: uh, I think
2: LeBron James and the Lakers have used this as an opportunity to kind of Get healthy at the right time and try to play some meaningful games here in November and December on the Tuesdays and Fridays that can actually help them come May, June when they're in the postseason when they need to be able to ramp it up and flip that switch uh, in the playoffs and try to get over that hump, which is the Denver Nuggets in the Western Conference and try to win another championship here for the Lakers. It would be a record-breaking championship if they were to do that, passing the Celtics. So, I think they've enjoyed this. I think they've enjoyed the competition. Obviously, the Pacers have as well. We have two undefeated teams here in the final. I think it couldn't have gone any better for the NBA. The ratings are up. We have these crazy new courts. We have these beautiful new jerseys that I know fans have been gobbling up in Los Angeles with the the odes to the old-school Minneapolis Lakers. So, uh, it, it's been really exciting, and it's been fun to cover as a journalist as well. Like I said, here I am in Vegas. I w- usually wouldn't be making these trips in early December.
1: All right, last one before I let you go. How can you possibly explain what LeBron James is doing at this point in his career?
2: I'm so glad you brought this up because I was just telling LeBron the other day we were talking about his new insanity celebration where he spins his fingers over his head. But LeBron James, I like to call him his new nickname, He'll keep the King moniker for all time. I like to call him daylight savings time because he is turning back the clock in his age 20, 21st season already. And I think it's a little jumping the gun, but already journalists, my colleagues are talking about early MVP talks for LeBron James, but that aside, it's way too early for that conversation, but LeBron James averaging close to 25 points per game in his 21st season. The second on that list was Vince Carter in his 21st season, averaging 7.4 points per game. Right. And then Dirk Nowitzki and Robert Parrish at 7-3, and three, respectively. Kevin Garnett, who I saw here in the semifinal, averaged three points in his 21st season. What LeBron's doing is unbelievable. And talking to him after that quarterfinal win over the Suns, it was a great quote. Obviously, we saw all these father-time Nike commercials with Jason Momoa last year. He said, yeah, I know Father Time is undefeated, but I'm trying to hand him his first loss. And I thought that was a great quote from the King.
1: All right, Michael, appreciate it. Enjoy the game. Enjoy, enjoy this upcoming couple of weeks in your city, my friend. It's going to be absolutely bonkers. Check him out on Twitter and Instagram, Michael Duarte, NBCLA. Appreciate the time as always, my friend. Yeah, thank you. Have a great show. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours